Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Oh my goodness. We even have like countdowns and like videos and everything. Moving on up, moving on up. Okay, I'll stop. Good evening, <laughs> afternoon, and welcome to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com and on YouTube, hi, at YouTube.com slash W2M Network. Um, you're forgetting a couple things. I am? Yes. What am I forgetting? Oh, uh, first of all... I'm I- about... I'm about to do the host introductions, but what did I forget? Yeah, you know how you have this oh, whole oh, bearing right. the lead? Oh, right. Yeah. That whole, besides the whole video thing, we're live on Facebook and Twitch now. <laughs> Hi, Facebook. Hi, Twitch. Sorry. Yeah, Twitch, <laughs> you thought seeing me talk about soccer would be enough for you. Think again. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. I am the voice of reason around these parts, allegedly. Joining me, as per usual, he is the DSDO. He is down since day one. Your executive producer, he is Eric Watkins. I mean, we're getting this close to actually being professional. Now, if only we could, you know, find a way to get paid for this. Which land? Uh, I, I would go... I'm going to go ahead and keep any comment about that to myself because there is a certain other network supervisor that would probably be up my ass if I said what I wanted to say right there. (laughs) I may be cheap, but I'm not free. Anyway, (laughs) the the sideways look that you just saw from the potato-clad locksmith, she's got the podcast game on lock. She is Kennedy Eddings. Happy to be involved with my potato today. Okay, so you should probably tell people the story of the potato. And this, for our audio-only listeners, seek out the video. You're missing out. You are. My my boo potato was drawn by uh, Josh Allen when he was, I think it was, I don't know what they were doing, but they did a, uh, a logo challenge with a bunch of professional uh, players. And this is how he drew the Buffalo Bills logo. I think it was a charity thing. Was it? Yeah, because I'd imagine the proceeds from that T-shirt sales probably went to like a Buffalo Children's Hospital or something. The Bills are known to do a lot with charities. Look at what happened to Andy Dalton's, Tyler Boyd's, mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson's. Yep. And that was just the mafia getting involved there. I- I'm about to say, kudos to Bills Mafia. Y'all really... Y'all love showing up and helping out. We're drunk, but we're nice. We're we're that friendly drunk that you want to sit and talk to. Not that angry drunk who's sitting over in the corner rooting for the Cowboys. (laughs) Sean! (laughs) Sorry, caught something caught in my throat there. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, you're feeling good? You got your 100% there, Harry? Ish! Okay. Little squirrely, but that's a conversation for another time. All right. So we start with studs and duds next week. (laughs) 
because we're recording on such short notice for this week that we are not going to have studs and duds. For those of you that have been watching slash listening, obviously, beforehand for a while, you know what studs and duds are. Studs and duds are where we talk about the best and worst performances of the week. However, due to the fact that we're recording this late on a Friday in order to get these predictions in before the games on Sunday, we will instead bring that back to you next week when we are back in our normal probably Wednesday recording slot. So instead, we move forward to So That Happened. Thank you. And for So That Happened, we're going to actually discuss NFL action that was as the 2021 NFL 2021 2022. I saw the correction coming, Eric. Hey, you caught yourself. And look, I wouldn't do it, but technicalities. <laughs> The season started last night, as we record this, when the Dallas, the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys went to Tampa Bay and took on the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we give him so much shit on this show, but I have never seen Robert Taylor more accurate than what he said about that. Robert's comment about that game was, I have never seen that many people in that stadium in my life. Uh, bandwagon Buccaneer fans. Hashtag that. Well, I, I mean, bandwagon Buccaneer fans, bandwagon Lightning fans with hockey, bandwagon Rays fans with baseball. You get the gist. We have a legitimate Rays fan in our midst. Holla! <laughs> and we have another first place team in the midst as well. <laughs> Anyways. So let's talk last night. Let's talk last night's football game while Eric steps away to answer Mama Watkins. Uh, Kennedy, the return of I like how he sent us to split screen as he had to step away. That was very we really are getting professional over here. What the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway, um, let's talk about last night's game in in Tampa Bay here and let's first of all talk about that attendance there how nice was it to see NFL Stadium at full capacity again yeah I'm like I'm sad I've only been to like two NFL games ever so I wish I was a, a participant but um it's really nice seeing football get back to where it needs to be because that fans obviously make somewhat of a difference yeah I think the quality of play was much improved over last year as well because you yeah. could tell that like, me and Eric were talking about this last year before you joined the show. There's an adrenaline factor to it all. That when mm -hmm. you hear 50, 60, 70,000 people pumping you up, you get hyped the fuck up. Yeah. As people in, in, like, in the flesh, like, you're going to let down if you fuck up. And I think mm -hmm. it's a lot more pressure in a good, sometimes bad, but in a good way, too. Uh, pressure, thy name is Greg Zerline. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man, I was against him in fantasy last night, so I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> Two field goals and an extra point. We'll talk about one of the field goals. It was a 60 yarder. I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah, yeah. How the hell does Greg the leg miss from 31 out, yards out, Eric? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Unmute yourself, Watkins. It helps when you unmute yourself. <laughs> As I was trying to say while I was on mute. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Sorry. I watched that today. He said himself he's been dealing with a back injury. 
and throughout the offseason that he hasn't been able to kick as much as he would have liked. So when it came game time, he said himself, I'm not quite feeling 100%, but I'm just going to do as well as I can, see how it goes. Thus, a 31-yard miss. Not just missed, he completely freaking shanked that kick. Is he going to pull a good I can't. I'm going to butcher it. Titans kicker. Ghost house. Ghost cow. Gostkowski? That's the one. It could have been worse. He could have four-barred like that college kicker did. Or like what happened with Robbie Gould in Chicago where started straight and the next thing you know it's in the corner of the end zone. Wingust. <laughs> That would be unfortunate. All right, so I asked Kennedy about this before you came back, Eric. I'll ask you as well. How nice was it to see an NFL stadium full full of fans again? Very fantastic. It's like, all right, even with all of this, we're going back to normal. Now, granted, that's not normal for Tampa Bay specifically. That was more of a one-off, but Dallas has pulled the same thing too. But once we see actual legitimate full stadiums with fans Jacksonville comment aside but that's later it's going to be much more of a sigh of relief going into this season slight bit of fear but relief I saw a lot of people bitching about Zerline missing the 60 yarder Eric do you blame them for that you can't no it's Kennedy, yeah, no, you can't blame a kicker for missing from 60. No. The NFL, the NFL record is 64. How many kickers regularly make 60 yarders? Uh, I thought Prater had the record at 65. Was it 65? I thought it was just 64. I thought somebody, I thought Elam beat 63 with the 64, and then Prater broke Elam's record at 65. Yeah, that does check yeah, uh, previous record was 63 yards. Prater had it at 64 yards. So it is 64. So Prater tied, uh, Gros or not Groza, um, um, Dempsey. Yeah, Dempsey and Elam were tied. Okay. Prater broke it. That's that's where my confusion was. All right. So, uh, overall, though, I said in the show preview that I thought Dallas was going to be garbage this year. I predicted them to finish third in the NFC East, I believe. And the reason I said so is because I said the Dak Prescott was not ready. Let me go on the record and officially state I was wrong. Prescott, Prescott was incredible last night. I was talking to my former W2M Network co-host, Patrick Ketza. We used to do wrestling unwrapped here on the network. And Ketza sent me a message on Facebook that said something along the lines of, how bad does it suck to have the better stat line and still lose? Yeah. Three touchdowns, one interception, 420-something yards, I believe was the final number. And he threw 32 passes in the first half and was lighting it up. It's just almost if somebody paid attention and watched Hard Knocks this season and went on a show and said, yeah, I think Prescott's looking mighty good. Dallas could actually do something. Gee, I wonder. Don't you 
stare at me like that. So overall, though, uh, the biggest takeaway for me is this. Four hundred and thirty yards. Sorry. Four hundred what? Bothering. Four hundred and three yards for uh, Prescott, and it was like four seventy-eight. Or excuse me. 379 uh, for Brady. All right, let's stop, rewind what I said there for a second and go back to what I was about to say about the Cowboys offense here. The biggest surprise for me in this game for the Cowboys was the lack of usage of Ezekiel Elliott with only 11 carries. Uh, Kennedy, I get conservation of running backs, but... Zeke is the driving force of this offense and has been for the last three seasons. You got to let Zeke eat, right? I think they needed to see where Dak was going to be in a real season game. I mean, he obviously utilized Amari Cooper to his best abilities, and he could, and he did. So, I mean, it sucks Zeke didn't get – he's going to want the ball. He's a, obviously an amazing running back. But he. I think everyone needed to see – what Dak was bringing to the table after what happened last year. So I think they wanted to throw more to sit or to show the fans like, Hey, we're back in it and he's here and we're a contender this year. Eric, same question. Do you, what do you think about them only giving Elliot 11 carries? Do you think you have to let Zeke eat? I think as the season goes, Zeke is going to eat more, but as Kennedy said, all the questions, gigantic contract, the ankle, the shoulder, everything was about how is Dak going to perform? How is he under what was fairly consistent, somewhat relentless defensive pressure like Tampa Bay had? How is he going to react? And he passed with flying colors. Now, granted, if Dallas had more of a lead, if they were a bit better defensively, yes, you would have seen Zeke more second half, particularly fourth quarter, wind down the clock a little bit, let him get, let him eat, basically. But with something like this, they said, all right, if push comes to shove and we have to put it in your hands, how are you going to do, Dak? Now they know. Let's look at the New England side of the ball here. And let's talk about the fact that... Tampa. Or, sorry. So used to Brady being a Patriot, it hurts. It's weird seeing him in a different jersey even a year and a half later. I like the Eric Lambert. Let's look at the Tampa. I'm also trying to pull up the NFL schedule so that way I can have our I'm a survivor ready to go too because, you know, progress on the show. Um, anyways, I'm blushing because of how badly I just screwed that. But whatever. Let's get back to it. Let's look at the Tampa Bay side of the ball here. Good one, ladies and gentlemen. What a way to start. Our week four, technically, week four, technically, we did have college NF AFC and a NFC previews. That one was on purpose. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk Tampa Bay here, and let's talk about the fact that second oldest starting quarterback in NFL history, and for the most part, Brady looked unfazed. Thirty-two out of fifty, three seventy-nine, uh, four touchdown passes, two interceptions. Suck it, Steve DeBerg. It's the only reason I will ever support Brady, because we know how I feel about Brady, is because he's my fantasy quarterback. And I want to know why Godwin got so many goddamn touches over Mike Evans, because I picked up Mike Evans, and I picked up Tom Brady, because I could, and I was like, this is going to be great. Mike Evans didn't do 
shit last night, and I'm so mad about it. This Sorry. Is why you have alternate fantasy strategies. Thank you, FanDuel. <laughs> I know. I never start a quarterback and a wide receiver from the same team. That was that was that was a for sure. Godwin was not. Godwin got like twenty four or something fantasy points. Mike Evans got five, five, five. There's no reason. I get like he's one of the bigger guys out there. Like people like cover him a little bit more, but five goddamn points. Godwin should not have a bed here. Oh. I'm still getting used to like the way the camera works. Godwin should not have been here, and Mike Evans should not have been here. But besides that, I think they did a good. Tom Brady did Tom Brady things that last what minute and twenty four seconds. <laughs> we do have to talk about the way the game ended, but we'll get to that with Eric's thoughts on Brady's performance. I mean, I'm sorry, Tom Brady now passes Drew Brees for most touchdown passes in season openers in NFL history. This is what he does. Bright lights. In this case, he's at home. He's like, you know what? I'm still around. I'm still the man. I'm hyping up my seven rings. I'm looking to get an eighth. This is how I'm going to do it. Oh, See, everybody? Oh my God. <laughs> We're oh still my, around. Oh, my God. He's the anti-Kirk Cousins. The anti-Kirk Cousins. I mean, you think about it. He, he, with, you have with him that, in a 425 game. Or at night, you actually have to prepare and be warned. <laughs> Would that make him the anti-Kurt? Never mind. I mean, there are a lot of fan, there are a lot of fans who feel that way about him. Moving forward, let's talk about the last drive of the game specifically, since it was brought up. The no call on the alleged offensive pass interference. Eric, yes or no? To me, yeah, it looked like OPI. I'm sorry. Uh, even with the replay and all of that stuff, I get why it was a no call and looking at it like pretty much live at speed. I get it, but this would have been one to me if it was actually available in, in NFL, maybe a sky judge moment. I see you shaking your head, Kennedy. Obviously, you don't agree. And I don't because that's one of the ones that have like playoff games and shit that matters all the time if they would have called that that obviously and like i said don't like brady but that would have fucked the game for them probably i don't know brady does brady things but that probably would have fucked the game for them. there was no actual like extension there was no push off that corner flopped and you know it he he didn't do what he was supposed to do he flopped he did not get no <laughs> i'm the tiebreaker here and i'm actually going to agree with kennedy they were hand fighting all the way down the field. You could clearly see the defender's hands on uh, the Tampa Bay wide receiver's jersey as well. So in a situation like that with the game on the line, if you're going to let them hand fight like that, you can't throw a flag there. And, and again, with something like that live, with a lot of that hand fighting, I get it. And I do understand the magnitude, everything that happened, but it's one of those things that, and I know I'm going to catch shit for it, but this is why I advocate for a Sky Judge. If you if the Sky Judge takes a look and then still sees nothing, fine. I'm gonna get on my I'm, bike, go right ahead. I'm a pro I'm pro Sky Judge. We talked about mm -hmm. it repeatedly when the XFL mm -hmm. was still a thing, how much uh more encompassing officiating was with the with the assistance of the Sky Judge referee being able to to take back and or make non calls or quest take back questionable ones. 
So I'm perfectly okay with this guy's judge here. All right. Um, going forward, so that happened, we'll fe feature each of the three of us bringing a story from the week to the table. In this particular instance, with the season getting started last week, we figured that the game took priority, and our discussion thereof was something that you guys might want to listen to. Therefore, going forward, we will talk about the performances such as what Prescott had with 403 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. We will talk about Brady going for 379 with four scores as well, including the game-winning drive at the end that led to the Ryan suck-up field goal with seven seconds left from, what was it, 36 yards out, I want to say, I think it was, something like that. Something like that, 36, 37, somewhere in that range. The former Tennessee Titan kicker, who also spent time on the COVID list in the preseason. So we will talk um, more about those kind of performances in studs and duds. So that happened will be specifically reserved for new stories that break throughout the course of the week. And boy, hell under a normal show when we have news stories, but they'll have to wait. <laughs> I.e. I, the disaster that is the Baltimore Ravens practice facility. What and the ev what the ever loving fuck Baltimore. It's it's huh. bad it's bad enough that you guys okay, we might as well, because you know, so that happened. We're here. It's bad enough that you guys already lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. Well, now you can say goodbye to Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters as well. See ya! I mean, am I, if I'm going to your M&T Bank Stadium or their practice facility, am I going to tear my ACL? I'm wearing it's a knee like it's possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a knee brace just to be safe. <laughs> Kennedy, nothing? I, there's no, I don't think there's anything to add. That just, that just fucking sucks. <laughs> That's all I got for that. That fucking so sucks. My main fantasy football league that I'm in, uh, the TJI. I've talked about the league on the show before, Eric. Mm -hmm. We did our draft the day that J.K. Dobbins blew out his knee. One of the guys Ooh. in the league traded up in order to select Gus Edwards. Oh! <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. I hope you can get Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray. Hold on real quick, real quick. Super quick side story. I have uh, Crowder on one of my benches just because it was a 12-man league. And my husband was like, hey, did you hear what happened to Crowder? And I was like, no. Anyway, he died. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, how did he die? He died? He was like... Nah, he just fucked himself up. He's out for the week or the year. I was like, why would you fucking say that? I got so scared. Well, you drafted a dead guy. I mean, well, you gotta wonder, would death be on like a permanent IR until you can drop it? <laughs> I don't know if we even thought of that just yet. Uh, Eric, Eric, there's your show title. Would death be a permanent IR? <laughs> I think this is my new thing for the show. I feel very proud of myself that I usually come up with the show titles. I'm on it for the rest of the season. All right, let's 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 move forward here. It's time for I'm a Survivor. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's a Survivor pool. We've done it the last two seasons. It's a lot of fun. It leads to a lot of shit. Hopefully one of us can take out the current leader because, unfortunately, he is no longer with the program. I do feel like I think that will eventually change personally, but that's just me. We'll see. Card subject to change, of course. But anyways, all right, let's get to this here. The overall record is 12. 12 games in a row. 
No pressure. <laughs> he, went on, he went on quite the streak. <laughs> Mr. Producer. Yes. Lead us off. You, you know, if, if someone had mentioned... Swear to God, you steal my pick. I'm going to punch you through the computer. Well, you, you mentioned that you're not taking low-hanging fruit. A lot of people may see this as taking low-hanging fruit, but I see this as strategy because realistically, either A, I'm wrong and I am going to be so wasted out of my mind next week that it won't be funny, or I'm right and I won't have to worry about picking this team again and I just get to enjoy some of the chaos in peace. I forgot about that part. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, with this one, I am going Homer because, for the love of God, if this goes wrong, it's going to be another long season. I'm taking Jacksonville. Please, just can you give me just one and then let the other 17 weeks sort themselves out. Kennedy, do you have a pick yet, or do you need to make it still? Okay, no, now I'm confused. Okay, you're just Where's picking. The, you're just picking one team to win, with oh, the, the cap, Yeah, with the caveat being that you cannot pick them again until you get a game wrong. While she looks, I will give my prediction here. Sorry, I was confused. Uh, Eric, two mm -hmm. of my two of my favorite words in professional sports. You ready? Revenge game. All right. Very uh. Very on, motivational. Hosted at home, no less, too. As the New York Jets travel to Carolina to take on Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, this is a good one. With the return of arguably the second best now running back in the NFL in a run CMC. I would dare say Derrick Henry has surpassed him. I'm not, I'm not ready to mention his name just yet. It'll be a few weeks. The line on the game is four. The Jets ain't getting within four. Carolina smacks the Jets by double digits. I can see that happening. I'll take Carolina for I'm a survivor. Kennedy, we need a pick from you. I'm going to take Jacksonville over Houston. Because I think this is the only one I can get out of mentioning Jacksonville this season. I have See? bad. I have bad news, Kennedy. No repeats. You have to pick yeah. again. Wait, what do you mean? Because Eric already took them. Did you really? I was listening to you. Did you really say that? Yes, I really said that. He he went Homer and he took Jacksonville. <laughs> cool. Let's I'm try this again, Kennedy. Who are you taking for week one of I'm a Survivor? Huh. All right, I'll I mean, go. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, at least you don't think Brady still plays for New England. Fair. I just fair. Fair. Um, all right, I will take Cincinnati over Minnesota. Again with the face. I have a feeling this is going to be a thing. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, then. Why not? Why not? 
I get Dalvin Cook's going to go off at this time, that's his game, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to take Cincinnati over Minnesota. Okay, I'm, what time is that game? That game is uh, at 10 o'clock on Fox. Oh, 10 here. Sorry. But that means Kirk Cousins is in 1 o'clock form. And just as importantly, Joe Burrow is still going to get murdered by Minnesota and Daniil Hunter. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Whether it's a popular vote or not, I'm doing okay. it. Okay. I wish you well with that. I told you, I have a sweet spot for Joe Burrow. It is time. He was good. He should have got rookie there. Got fucked. I believe he's going to come back and do the damn thing this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't you also say you had a sweet spot for Taysom Hill during preseason previews? Yeah, how's <laughs> that going in New Orleans right now? That's just because that man has an ass of gold. That is why I have a <laughs> Did she just say what I think she said? Did she? If I if I if I heard that correctly, and I am gonna quote, that's because he has an ass of gold. <laughs> okay, that might be your show quote. I, I I'm torn. One of the two. All right, you when it gets posted. I, I I do think death should be a permanent IR spot though. That legit popped me. All right, let's move let's move forward here. Uh, that wraps up I'm a Survivor. This will be a weekly feature. Um, if any of us win, myself or Eric specifically, then <laughs> then we will be able to pick, move on from those picks next week. If any of us lose, <coughs> Kennedy, then she'll be able to pick any team she wants next week. That was strategic as fuck. <laughs> we'll see so about I that. was strategic as fuck because it's got a good chance of paying out. Well, that was my pick, and you stole it, so. Well, hey, it's good to be the producer. Eric, I've got a question. Actually, this week I don't have a question. I've got a prediction. See what you did. All right, so normally this would be the I've got a question spot where I would ask buy or sell questions or – uh, theoretical questions about p- the potential for developments inside of either college or the NFL. I will try to stick NFL strictly based just because Kennedy's not a huge college football watcher, but there will be the occasional mixed question as well thrown in. And since we are currently at three hosts, I will also be chiming in on these particular subjects as well. That being said, this week it's I've got a prediction because we have some predictions to pay off that we didn't get a chance to pay off in a bonus episode last week. Apologies. It happens. So what we're going to do here is myself and Eric are going to make our Power 5 predictions, our college football playoff predictions, and our national champion. Kennedy is welcome to sit and watch. Bama, national champions. Got it. I'm in. Continue. In for, in for, in for three, out for five. I don't. You, I don't know. I don't know what's happening gets, right now. He gets the reference. All right, let's do this, Eric. Let's do this. ACC. You have Clemson versus Miami. <laughs> oh, why? Why? I can play this game. I can play that game. <laughs> I. I mean, granted, even with the week one, DJ Uyagalale. Didn't look his best against the Georgia defense, but honestly, with Derrick King, for a more formidable second half, but we still got quite a ways to go. I- I'm sorry. That's still potentially the title matchup, but give me Clemson 
My ACC championship game was Clemson versus Virginia Tech. And can I just say, screw you to North Carolina. Called it. Eric thought that if Miami didn't win the Coastal Division, North Carolina would. I said Virginia Tech would win. Virginia Tech and North Carolina played last week. And, well, Virginia Tech won. It's okay. What's up, Colby? He was, he was bringing me a refill. <laughs> Why Mama, I was about to get murdered. <laughs> Mama needs her wine, apparently. <laughs> um, and I thought I was going to have to be the drunk one tonight. All right, so here's the thing with this game. Um, yes, Clemson looked like absolute garbage against Georgia, but Georgia's actually a good team. There aren't a whole lot of the rest of those in the ACC at all. Uh, Virginia Tech is probably the toughest competition that Clemson will face, but they won't be enough. The Tigers run the table in the ACC. Big Ten title game. Both of us have Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Uh, oh, I'll pour one out for the homers a little bit later in that regard. <laughs> uh, this is still the Buckeyes conference to lose, though. I mean, yes, it wasn't the cleanest win against Minnesota, who give them a tremendous amount of credit for the way that they hung tough with them. But if you're going to have a moment of adversity, this is it for Ohio State. I think they're going to be just fine. Give me the Buckeyes lifting the Big Ten title trophy yet again. Yeah, same here. Although, and we'll talk about this in homers as well, could we look be looking at hashtag restore the roar? It's possible. We'll talk about I that. I really think it's possible. We'll Hold talk about we'll talk about that here shortly. Big Ten title game. You had Oklahoma versus Baylor. I have Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Can I just point out that Oklahoma looked like dog shit against Tulane? But I do I do still think Boomer rolls in the in the Big Twelve. Look, Spencer Rattler, you already cost me one parlay this weekend because y'all just went out and decided y'all weren't going to cover 27 when you should have. Look, I got part of a very good cross-sport bet with you being one of the people to win the Heisman. Step your shit up. I'm sticking with you, but you're on notice. Notice, motherfucker. Notice! Pac-12 title game. You had Arizona versus UW, or I had Arizona State versus UW. Can I call a mulligan on that UW pick? Because what the fuck was that against Montana? <laughs> Gee, I mean, if I remember correctly, someone said Washington. They look like they should be there. Everything says like they should be there. All the pieces are in place for them that they should be there. But they're not there yet. Sound familiar, Broadhurst? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Give me the Arizona State to win the Pac-12. I can salvage I, this. I said that was sassy, but I was muted. Now I just look <laughs> stupid because I was muted. <laughs> I mean, I'm giving all the credit to Chip Kelly and UCLA for what they did at home against LSU, but... 
I don't think it's going to be enough. When you face Arizona State, you're going to see what a full, thorough performance is like. I'm sticking with Arizona State. Well, you had Arizona State versus Oregon. Oregon gets its chance to make a statement this week. We'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. What do you have against the Ducks? The Ducks are actually really good. No, it's the way you pronounced it. Oregon. You Oregon, you fucking psychopath. What the fuck? Oregon. Oregon? Oregon, Lake Wobegon. I see where his head was at. Like you dead ass say Oregon. Oregon. And again, for I haven't made a woman scream like that in a couple of weeks. Family show. <laughs> Damn it! You family showed yourself before I. Oh. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know you're on the W2M network when gimmick infringement is welcomed and tolerated. It's a network exclusive. All right, let's move forward here. Uh, you have Arizona State and Oregon, Eric. Um, even though. I'm probably going to look uh, kind of stupid if Oregon does make their statement, but considering if Arizona State does go ahead and beat UCLA with what they did, then they should easily it was at 12. It was impressive as fuck seeing the beating UCLA put on LSU. No one saw that coming. It was the first time that they beat an AP top 16 team in six years. And Six we, years. We talked about this before the season started, too. Chip Kelly coming into the season was 0-7 out of conference as the head coach for UCLA. Yeah. Then what does he do? Goes right ahead, win against Hawaii, for that for what it's worth, but then gets the big scalp. Well, I mean, I had Hawaii, so, you know. Yeah, which is why I'm glad I hedged that bet. But damn Oklahoma. All right. Um, SEC title game. Eric, you have Bama and Georgia. Do I have? Do I have to say it? Can Kennedy say it for me? Oh, real tight. My SEC title game is Alabama, Florida. Get ready and go. Gators. There's a part of me that wants to root for this desperately. And I might still just because. I need need someone to check one of the group chats. Go ahead, Kennedy. We got you. Somebody do CFP. I don't know if you were gonna. You're good. Somebody do CFP, so you're good. Literally, you got a P. We got a CF. Anyways, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta plug in my computer. It just gave me that two percent, Iggy. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That would be bad. You'd be here all by your lonesome, Mister Watkins. Well, uh, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be the first time, but. You're listening to the Eric Watkins Power Hour. Anyway, uh, g- <laughs> give me your CFP, Eric. Give me your college football playoff four. Oh, 
Alabama definitely. I could easily see them being the number one. Um, with the likes of the way the Big Ten is going, Ohio State. Oh, three and four are going to be tough. Um, give me Clemson three because. I mean, they'll have a very big and important loss on their schedule, but I think that'll be it. But given the weakness of the Big 12, especially with what they're going to do over the next couple of weeks, give me Oklahoma sneaking in at four. And I think Arizona State, unfortunately, is going to be the odd team out because the Pac-12, while Uh, somewhat competitive, is going to be even worse off. Okay, one, Kennedy is back. So you should let her back into the conversation. Thanks. Two, and just as importantly here, here's my four. If the Gators roll in the SEC title game like I think they are, the Gators are going to the CFP. No question. Especially beating Bam on a neutral field. Which no question. Al- which almost happened last year, I will point out, Madame. Clemson runs the table in the ACC. Clemson gets in. Ohio State, if it happens, wins the Big Ten, they're in. Don't be surprised if a one-loss Georgia team gets in as well. Especially after the way Clemson, after the way Georgia handled Clemson in the season opener. So basically, if you've got the Gators winning the cocktail party. And that is Georgia's only loss. They have have. They have the out-of-conference win against against Clemson, which would be their marquee victory. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have a conference championship game in there. It would be between them and Bama as far as who would get into the uh, fourth slot to me because I don't think Oklahoma is going to be impressive enough. I mentioned earlier when we did our original preview that I think OK State's going to beat Oklahoma and Bedlam, but then Oklahoma's going to win it back in the Big 12 title game. The Pac-12 is usually a dumpster fire of a conference, let's be honest. So it's gonna, come, it's gonna come down to uh it's gonna come down to whomever loses the SEC title game. Uh Oklahoma if they only have one loss, and whomever doesn't win the SEC North. Or the SEC East, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, long day. You are, you are on it today. Long day, SEC East. Eric, who's your national champion? Kennedy, if you will. Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> you guys might actually see me retch on camera one of these days. Uh, you're, you're the one talking about retching. How many times have we had conversations where you've had to stop me from banging my head against the wall? It might be one of those seasons. Oh. Whomever wins the SEC, whomever wins the SEC title game, wins the national title this year. If it's Florida, it's Florida, because Florida looked really good, except for the garbage time touchdown against Florida Atlantic. Granted, Florida, Florida Atlantic. The big test comes next week, not this week, because 
we'll talk about this week's game here and when we pour one out for the homers. But next week, the tide roll into the swamp. We get that you, was like a bad joke. We get you guys in. Uh, we get you guys in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, and you get a loss. So. Could you rock them like a hurricane couldn't, for my Here sake? Here I am. <laughs> rock you like a hur. Wait, you guys didn't rock any. You rocked yourselves. You That's rocked why yourself. I said like we, anyway. like we should have. As I said, though, whoever wins the SEC title game wins the, SEC, the national championship. It's just the SEC, let's be honest, when it comes to parity in, the, in college football, there's most of college football, and then the SEC is like here. Yeah, especially with yeah. the alignments and how they're going to be starting over the next couple of years. Uh, one could argue as soon as next season, well, especially with the Big 12 making the move to it, because uh, we didn't talk about this, but the Big 12 making the move to add BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida. Oh. How are you going to division that conference now? It goes this all the way, it goes all the way from West Virginia out to fucking Texas. And you're talking north, that, yeah, let them sort that out. <laughs> y'all have fun with that. Y'all y'all can be the new legends and leaders. God, it's going to be NFC West and NFC East 1970 all over again. Mainly NFC West because, oh, the envelopes and the fist fights. But... That's another story. <clears throat> All right, let's move over to the National Football League. We made our division predictions on our last episode with the NFC. We made our AFC predictions on the episode before. Now it's time to predict the seven teams in each conference we think are going to make the playoffs. Miss Kennedy, since you didn't get to participate much in the college football predictions, we will let you start with the NFL. I came hey. prepared with my own bracket today. She filled out. She filled out a damn bracket, Eric. I did. Thank All you right. So much. Who, who are your seven in the AFC? Wait, wait. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, Bill. You gotta. I I'd um, like. I like to say that, but I can't. I. I know. I know. But it's Bills, Kansas City, Titans, uh, Browns, Steelers, Chargers, Ravens. So, wait a minute. Yep, I said what I said. I know what I said. You have Cleveland winning the division now? Don't you mean Steelers, Browns? I know what I said. I know. I'm very. Um, that was a lot of scribbling and erasing and changing, and I don't. Either way, Pittsburgh Cleveland would be the four five match, regardless of who wins the division. That's that's they're both. I four five them like yeah. seven times. Yeah. So. So. At least she didn't six nine them seven times, Eric. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Um, no, 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 no. You know what I want there. You, 
<laughs> well, that wasn't quite family show worthy, although it wasn't family show worthy. Ah, uh, you guys suck. Fine, I family showed myself on the other one. That other one was family show worthy. Yeah, you beat me to the damn punch. I legit. Uh, we're on video now. You could see me legit pop walking with it. <laughs> All right, Eric. Who's your AFC seven? Well, in part out of legitimate feelings. In part because, and I will say this on Twitch, fuck you, Robert Taylor, I'm actually going to be inclined to agree. I think if anything, Buffalo does take that step, they get the bye. They get the one seed. Thank you. I love you. Kansas City gets the two, Baltimore three, Tennessee four. Both of us at the same time when he said Baltimore three. Three? Hold on, let him finish. Baltimore three, Tennessee four. Or, yeah, Baltimore three, Tennessee four, Pittsburgh five. Cleveland six. Miami edges out and gets the seven. Okay, back to this Baltimore shit. What? (laughs) What? What, what, what do you mean, what? What, what, what? what do you mean, what? The fuck? They just lost half their fucking roster, first off. Look, I get how the fact that they don't even have a running back, I entirely understand that. Running back. <laughs> something about this, in anything no. I know, with any sort of weirdness, you put faith and trust in a Harbaugh brother. And this happens to be the more sane, non-milk and steak one. I, again, this is one I know I'm going to eat shit for, and I'm prepared. That's fine. Okay. I will owe you five dollars and seventy-three cents if the Ravens come in third. R slash oddly specific. Granted, yep. I'm willing to accept another wager, but we may need to discuss that off page <laughs> if necessary. I'll so can keep I, drinking my wine. Can I, can I just blame Eric for introducing me to my new favorite place on the internet now? I don't know if we can talk about that on the show. Technically, yes, we can. And this, this particular one is, is, well, it's kind of family friendly. R slash fuck you in particular on Reddit. <laughs> Uh, it's it's karma and instant action. <laughs> Go ahead. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, anybody who's seeing this on YouTube or if you're watching live right now, you're welcome. Trust the, me. The story. I don't know how to spell particular. P-A-R-T-I-C-L-A-R. P-A-R-T-I-C-U-L-A-R. I had that. I just didn't know if it was P-A or P. It's not what? Particular. Anyways, while, yeah. she, while she's looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my predictions. As Wait, much what's the as dot? I, huh? I, I, what's the dot? I have the oh. whole thing. Reddit.com backslash R backslash fuck you in particular. All right, while she's looking that up, I'm going to give my predictions for the AFC. As much as I would love to have the confidence that my two co-hosts do, I don't. 
I, I do think that this could be Buffalo's year. However, no, you are not a part of the mafia if you're going to sit here and slander our fucking Bates. team and say, no, 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 no. You claiming that with him. I'm sorry. Who was the one besmirching the good name of the Red Rifle Andy Dalton on a previous show? That doesn't matter. Just because he did something, just because he did something to get us a wild card doesn't mean I need to sit here and suck Andy Dalton's dick. Nope, that can't be a show title, Eric. Stop it. No. <laughs> anyway. Okay, have you heard of this place called Fansly? Because if you have, I have some ideas. <laughs> if you don't mind, can I get back to my fucking prediction? Thank you. Kansas City wins the AFC this year. And the reason I say that is because Buffalo's schedule is not conducive to us winning the, the, winning the conference. Eric and I talked about this. Buffalo gets Tennessee and Kansas City back-to-back -back on the road in nighttime games. The reason I say that that hurts us is because I think it comes down to a tiebreaker between us and Kansas City at 14-3. and three. Kansas City wins that game. They get the top seed. However, I think the experience of playing at Arrowhead during the regular season comes in handy. We'll talk about that a little later if you would give me time to get to it. Anyways, Kansas City, Buffalo. Fuck you, Becky. You're welcome, Kennedy. We broke, we broke Kennedy. Tennessee, Pittsburgh. I'm moving Cleveland ahead of Baltimore into the five seed because, well... Fuck Baltimore's practice facility in particular. Uh, give me... Jeez, there's not a whole lot in the, in the AFC, is there? Give me the... Give me the Ravens 6 and the uh, Chargers 7. <laughs> Justin Herbert sneaks into a wild, a wild card appearance in his second year in the league. NFC, Kennedy, once you get a chance to look at your list. Oh, my list is right here. This shit's so funny. I had a really hard time with this one because I'm very, very much stuck in between the Bucks and Green Bay. I'm like, I sat here and did like one of these for like 10 minutes trying to figure this shit out. But I'm going to go um, <clears throat> Bucks, Green Bay, Rams, Cowboys, Saints, Cardinals, Seahawks. You forgot somebody. Repeat that, please. You said Bucks, Green Bay, Rams, Cowboys, Cardinals, Seahawks. Saints, Cardinals, Seahawks. Oh, okay. Um, so you're moving Washington out of winning the division then? Only because now I saw because you you and I said this at the beginning. I just watched the cap. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the L. I'm gonna take. I want Fitzpatrick. I love. I told you, I love Fitzpatrick. I want him to do great, but I watched the way the Cowboys played yesterday. So. All right, Eric, who's your seven? Oh. <clears throat> Motivated for revenge and other different reasons. Give me Green Bay is the one. Tampa Bay 2. Ooh. I'll be a little bit bold and say Dallas 3, San Francisco 
four. Rams five. Seattle six. And I will throw Fitzpatrick and the gang of bone and say Washington at seven. Which that means, was mighty interesting. Which means the Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints don't make the playoffs for Eric. No, no, because just no, no. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Philly, who I am sticking by winning the NFC East. <laughs> don't be surprised. That division That division is a dumpster fire. A different team has won at each of the last five runs. You're on drugs if you think Philly's about to take that. A different team has won that division each of the last five years. That's fine. Philly. Eric, go ahead. Philly. My, my wild card teams are Arizona, New Orleans, and the Rams. You just put Philly over Arizona and the Rams. You heard that. You heard division, division winner. Fair, 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 fair. Sorry, I forgot. Fair. So I got caught up at the moment. Now, even with Dallas's performance, I see the division enough of a dumpster fire so they don't make the playoffs. I think Prescott had an amazing game. Mm-hmm. I won't deny mm-hmm. that. I hope that this doesn't convince Dallas fans that he's back. Because if they said if they set expectations too high on Prescott, you're going to see Prescott crumble under the pressure. I'm no. sorry. You actually expect Cowboys fans to be calm and rational human beings. no problem. So, so how do you feel about Joe Burrow coming back? He's going to get murdered this season. Yeah, I agree with you there. No, okay. So you think the same pressure that's on me, because I'm still going to call Joe Burrow a rookie. Obviously, I get he's not. You think that somebody like that is going to hold up to the pressure. I still, this camera thing, it's so right, different. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the fact that uh, Dak Prescott just lost one of his starting linemen for five games. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that Zach Martin, his other starting lineman, is still injured. Let's talk let's about talk the fact that all the time, though. They know if you're that good of a quarterback, which Dak, Dak Prescott is, you adapt and overcome to the shit. Yes, there are things that are going to happen that normally don't happen in games. Probably, but he's elite enough to overcome that. Eleven carries for Elliot. Okay, and we already talked about why that happened. Probably, I don't know. I'm not the fucking coach, but why that happened? I said he's before. I've said. I've said before offline. I will say it again. If Dallas is going to win this division, it's not going to be on Dak's back. It's going to be on Zeke's. And that no, and that's before we watch Dak perform. It doesn't matter. But you really think Philly is going to take – you think Jalen Hurts is going to take his team? Yes. I'm not saying that it's impossible. Given the state of the NFC East, I'm just putting out clarification for your sake. None of these teams win more than nine games anyway. That's not – but like – but Dallas is going to – like I, I will – I don't know what to bet, but Dallas is going to take this over Philly. There's no way it doesn't happen. We'll see what happens. Kennedy, who's your Super Bowl? Who's your champion? 
don't sip wine like, don't sip wine like tea. You'll end up drunk. Like we haven't with that around here before. I mean, fair. <laughs> I haven't called you Henry yet, so we're doing good. Yet, see, Off we're in, we're at the hour mark. This is progress. Are we? Um, are we telling people that if they can listen to us on Amazon Music Unlimited? Uh, now, since what? since we're doing the whole like live thing and with previous precedent with other broadcasts, ad reads are being put on the back burner. Mm. Okay, duly noted. Mm. Kennedy, who's your Super Bowl? Who's your champion? I'm gonna go Bill Tampa, and obviously Bill. Eric. Oh, I did say I did say Buffalo was going to take the next step as far as with the playoffs. And again, as a second fuck you to Robert Taylor, they'll take that other step again. But I'm smelling an 0 for 5. I think Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, before he goes and becomes the permanent host of Jeopardy, he goes ahead and gets one more party. Sorry, Bills Mafia, I love you, but... I wouldn't be mad at that. I like Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I have a special guest for my predictions. <laughs> he decided to hang out. <laughs> and he also says, let's go, Buffalo. It looks like a bear. It's a buffalo. He looks like a bear. He does not look like a bear. I do not. Anyways. I do not. Yeah, even even the even the buffalo disagrees with you. Uh same Super Bowl as Eric, different result. Uh Bills over Packers. I'm stuck. I was stuck. I told you at the beginning I was stuck between Tampa it's and Green Bay. I don't know. And the honest reason is I think karma bites Kansas City in the ass for last year. Good. And I and I think playing Cleveland again in this in the in the divisional round in the conference semifinals, this time Cleveland goes to Arrowhead and gets the job done. What should have happened last season before and, the before the illegal Sorensen hit. And with me as far as Tampa Bay, as much as I like them. As much as they're in a position to repeat, there's a reason why it almost never happens. Even in Brady's but, illustrious career, he's only done it once. I think so, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers goes ahead and it's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. One for the road. Uh, it is I the Jim Cornette. I'm sorry. It is the Jim Cornette special from Aaron Rodgers this year. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Not mad at that one. But I argued my husband with that this year because he looked at me and told me that Tampa Bay wasn't going to go two years in a row because it's obviously very rare. Teams do it two years in a row. But then looked at me and said, Kansas City's going to go over Buffalo. And I said, so you're going to sit here and tell me that Patrick Mahomes is going to take them three times in a row, but Tom Brady can't take them two times in a row? Can so I want like that. You mentioned this. He's a Vikings fan, is he not? He is, but he it wasn't um it wasn't out of being a Vikings fan. I'm not saying it's specifically out of being a Vikings fan. I'm just saying, like the guy in the meme, 
Yeah. Score. Yeah. But the way, like, because I, like I said, I'm, I'm very stuck between Tampa and Green Bay. Like, really am. I wouldn't be mad if my prediction was wrong and Aaron Rodgers saw it through. But I think Tom Brady, and, like, it hurts for me to say it. It does. But I really think Tom Brady's on a warpath this year. I really think he went, like, he said, I'm going to play until I can't play, blah, 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 whatever. I think that he wants this to be his last year. And if he can go out on a Bills-Brady Super Bowl, but then if the Bills win, He's not going to retire because he's not going to go off the bills loss. But this is going way down the rabbit hole. But I now I don't remember. There was a purpose, and then I got really excited about it. So now I don't remember what I was trying to say in the beginning. So never mind. <laughs> uh, I will say this much to Bills Mafia: We are your official. We are your official podcast home of Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. All three of us have the Bills in the game. Now, two of us have them winning. Oh. Tom Brady's on a warpath again because he's going to do two and out because he wants – that's what he said. I remember. It's right there. He said he's going to retire when he gets a ring on all the fingers, minus his wedding ring finger. So Aaron Rodgers is on a comeback because he's not going to let what happened happen – what happened last year happen again. But Tom Brady, I think, is done with the game. I really don't think he doesn't want to play anymore, but he wants a ring for every finger. So – so then wouldn't that make him, counting the thumbs, scientific debate aside, wouldn't that make him too short? He's got six, yeah? He has seven. I like the fact yeah. that he actually took the time to count it. <laughs> Joe. We know me. We know me well enough. You knew what was about to happen. I mean, that's fair, but still, it's basic math. 10 minus 1 is 9, minus 7 is 2. That's 2. That's also 2. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I really just want to see a Bills Brady Super Bowl. I, I think that's my inner biased Bills fan, and I want to see Tom Brady just fucking get his dick wrecked in the worst ways. Uh, Eric, speaking of his uh, member, uh, group chat. Just trust me on this because I can't say that on the show. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, I, I, I broke Eric. Okay, to, to bring... So bringing a whole thing around from soccer to the max, bro, that's offside. <laughs> God. It would fit. But it's offside. Uh, there's a step further I could take that, too, but we'll save that for when the broadcast ends. Anyways, you were listening to the W2M Network's the kickoff for now before we get <laughs> fired. You have just gotten our college football playoff and our Super Bowl predictions, and I've got a question slash I've got a prediction tonight. I've got a question. We'll return to its normal spot next week. It is now time to pour one out for the homers. I like how Kennedy is ready for this one. Yet I'm the one that should be drinking. She's invested. I'm old, and you know this. <laughs> All right. Um. So there was a game this last Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon on a neutral field where the then number 19 ranked. I thought we were 14. Well, whatever. You, I mean, you're 19th now. 
Yeah, we were 14. Took on the number one ranked out. The then 14th ranked Miami Hurricanes took on the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Eric, would you like to do me a favor and scroll the final score here? I, do I, I, I got to edit. Hang on. All right. While he's working on that, uh, Kennedy? Yeah. Yikes. Man, I don't, I don't ever have to, like I said, I don't know every, I don't want like people listening to this and think I know what I'm talking about because I don't, I love Alabama, I want to go to school to Alabama and I get they've had their seasons, but man, when I can tell you I watched that game and all all that could come out of your mouth was roll time, like that's all you, that's all you got to say about that game. <laughs> the, the caption is impressive. I appreciate the caption. Uh, Eric. Y'all got points, though. Eric, let's look at it this way here. What is the takeaway for Miami going forward from this game? Don't play Alabama. Good takeaway. Yeah, it's basically we reached for the stars. We did the whole like JFK speech in the early 60s. Well, why does Rice play Texas? We do not do things because they are easy. We do things because they are hard. Yeah, that shit was hard. Oh, I almost made a very, very bad JFK joke there. Ah, no, no. no don't do that. Don't no. do that. No, can't, can't. You want to put That's... that memory back into the left in your mind, please? Yeah, back into the left. Anyways, um, next week for the Hurricanes, as in this week, as in tomorrow, Horrible it is a way. bigger... It is a very interesting game for you, Mr. Watkins. As Cinderella of the Sun Belt, the Appalachian State Mountaineers come to Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, I want to say at least with this one, we woke up and we saw who we truly are. Because especially in that first half, terrible running, Derrick King didn't really get a lot of time to throw. Bryce Young adjusting coverages, picking apart our defense. I don't want to say to head coach Manny Diaz, burn the film. Don't burn the film. Look at this. There was a lot of stuff that you did wrong, but there's a lot of stuff that you can fix. If you go and you blow out App State, that is the perfect palate cleanse. The historically very good team. So at least take them seriously and put in a concerted effort. A little bit better protection for Derek King. There's going to be better days. I think this will be the start of it. But build from this. Don't let this completely wreck you. It is the Mercer Bears for Alabama. So let's play my favorite game. Scoreboard bingo. Uh, the over-under on this game for Bama is 60, Kennedy. Higher or lower for Alabama's score? You can always say higher. So I won't go lower. Can I say like at or above? Of course you're going to say higher because this is your mandated cupcake portion of the schedule. Oh, Mercer. Mercer me. 
Somebody's a little... Because you lost doesn't mean you get to be an asshole. I'm sorry. How many people have said the same thing in the empty student sections going with this one? Because it's a lock? I don't make the schedule clearly. I mean, if it's any... If it's any consolation, I'm taking the under. I think they score 56. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Mercer scores, but I think Bama gets 56. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like over 60 is a little bit of a fucking overkill, so I'll go under, too. At, can I go, like, at or under? Go at or under? Wouldn't it be some shit if they landed right on 60? That's, that's why I want to throw that at in there. At or under. Well, but I mean, at least at 60 to nothing, you would get a push. But I think if anything, Saban would find a way to piss the betters off 59 to nothing. I'm calling it now. Uh, that's not the actual over-under. That's just the number in my head. I don't believe this game is on the board in Vegas. I just say I'm going to say it's going to be a lot to a little. <laughs> I think it's going to be or a lot to nothing. Yeah. Poor Mercer. I'll give him three. I'll give Mercer three. <laughs> no, no. Nah. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, Eric, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. uh, hashtag restore the roar. Scroll it. One a moment. Do, 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 do. Shove it yes. I love when you bring your, like, <laughs> when you vocalize what you're doing, it makes me laugh. All right. So what Eric is doing here is we restore the roar. In another game, a battle of ranked teams this past weekend, the last year four and five Penn State Nittany Lions went to Camp Randall Stadium to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. And when I say restore the roar, it's because Penn State left with a dub. You can't spell Wisconsin without W. But you can wait. I was I, I had a, I had a joke there and I lost it. All right. You can spell can't you can't spell Camp Randall without L. Multiple L's. <laughs> back to back, apparently. <laughs> but in this particular instance, just the one. It was in the shape of an L on their foreheads. That's right. You did smash mouth joke. I know. I was like, you did L right. I think. I smash. I made a smash mouth joke. As no, Penn, I know. Are you sure? Because you're kind of young for that. So, anyways. Was, okay. First off, it was in Shrek, so I 100% know that. Two, I was born in the 90s. I still know it. Somebody wants talk. That's about all I can sing of that song without us getting sued. Three seconds. Oh. Is it? Three mm -hmm. seconds. Three He's seconds. Right. Three, Three seconds and you cannot get copyright claimed. Don't you even dare, YouTube. No, right. I know your algorithms. The Nittany Lions pick up a 16 to 10 win over the Badgers. The Nittany Lions are back in back in play tomorrow at 3.30 on Big Ten Network as they take on Ball State. My apologies to Dev my apologies to David Letterman and his excellent beard. Beard recognizes beard. Everybody knows that. But them Cardinals about to catch an ass whooping this weekend. Uh, speaking of Miami of Florida quarterbacks, Eric, if you don't mind. What, which one am I switching to this time? 35-14. 35, 35, 
Now, see, this is why... Yeah. We were almost professional. Well, now it's just a case of having to switch over there. You see the score scrolling right now. And the only reason it was 14 is because the Gators gave up a garbage touchdown late in the fourth quarter. To former Miami of Florida quarterback, Nikosi Perry. Yawn. And the Florida Atlantic Owls. The lane train has departed for Old Miss, even though he had to sit out the Monday night football opener against Louisville. Coach Kiffin has COVID. There's there's a tongue twister for you. Coach Kiffin has COVID. Coach Kiffin has COVID. Coach Kiffin has COVID. All right, anyways. The Gators looked very impressive defensively. Offensively, a little sputterish in the first half, but they caught their groove coming right out of halftime and definitely made this game a lot more of a blowout than the final score would indicate. Florida goes on the road this week, a 1 p.m. Eastern start, which is weird as fuck, as they take on the South Florida Bulls at the University of South Florida. Yeah, y'all can have us at your house all you want to. You're still catching an ass whoop in South Florida. Well, I mean, it's Tampa. The whole city of champions thing doesn't extend to them. Nope. Uh, Gators by three scores, at least. Yeah, and then Kosi Perry, admit it, you are trash. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the rest of that lyric because I don't want to get us canceled. You can't. We coming for you! (laughs) Booker T moment. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, No scrolling necessary for this, but it's week one of professional football! Yeah! Is she voguing over there? No. Oh my god. You're old. Why are you so old? I don't know. I mean, that looked like you were striking a pose to me, especially with the hands just, and whatnot. I only have so much screen. I'm just, no, nobody's doing I'm not 97 years old. Were you, like, just, were you TikToking Juju style? No, I'm also not fucking 15. It was I don't just, know. I mean, if it were you know, TikTok, you would be here, like, still with us. So. You never had, like, a song on me. Fucking. No. Although I, never do, just... I do have an official request to make. And as as mm-hmm. as children and adults of relatively close in age, hear me out here. Ambulances. You know that annoying ass siren that nobody really pays attention to? If you're gonna do the John Oliver thing, I approve. No, it's I have a different idea here. I say we put music in the ambulances. And anytime an ambulance has to get somewhere, it starts banging out Ludacris's move, bitch, get out the way. No, because I would just vibe to that. <laughs> well, that's why I say the not. John Oliver thing, the ambulances like that are in Belgium that he put, as I quote, like goofy fucking Mickey Mouse over a washing machine. If you haven't seen that show, hilarious. I- and you'll never I, get that image out of your head ever again. I do need to. I do. I do need to check out last week's tonight. Op, last week tonight's opening monologue on YouTube. No. All right. I just, I let's didn't. let's start with the Jaguars as they open in Houston against the Texans. Eric. Houston. Deshaun Watson's basically going to be a healthy scratch. Tyrod. Oh, I was like, yeah. Tyrod. 
Tyrod Taylor starts as Watson's on the active roster, but not playing. Yeah. Yeah, he's inactive, not playing, even though healthy. That's why I say healthy scratch. Again, basically, this is going to be the hope to start the season out well. DJ Chark, even though he's not saying it, it is going to be a make-or-break season for him. So Lawrence is going to be paying attention to him. (laughs) Really, Harry? But... Yeah, this one, it's just... Do you know what I was doing over here? The baby shark? Yep. DJ shark, do-do-do-do-do-do. DJ shark, do-do. Yep, 100%. Of course. <laughs> Believe me. I, hearing that from the <laughs> whenever he scores, you get used to it. it. There's not going to be really any easy wins on the schedule for the Jaguars this season. This is one of them. Start 1-0, let everything else take care of itself. All right, Kennedy, let's talk Buffalo Bills football. Let's. For the third season in a row, the Bills play the Pittsburgh Steelers during the regular season. For the second season in a row, the Bills play the Pittsburgh Steelers. I appreciate the fact that Eric gave us the screen to ourselves there. Well done, Mr. Producer. For the second season in a row, the Bills play the Steelers in Buffalo up at Bills Stadium, New Era Field. This is an opportunity to make a statement early because I do think that the Steelers are going to be a much improved team over how they performed last year. We both talked about it. Both of us originally had the Steelers winning the division. I still do. You still have them as the first wild card. Same difference. Depending on where they end up in their divisional standings, it could could fall either way. This is Buffalo's opportunity to make a statement, is it not? And I think they will. So what I will give Pittsburgh now, especially with the changes they've made, um, they have an amazing run defense. That is, I think that is what their staple is. We don't have a fantastic run game. We don't. Mediocre, okay. But I think we're going we're gonna to focus more on Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. So... I think as as we, I won't say like uh, maybe focus on passing more than running the ball, we can make a statement there. Regardless, I think we will. Our running backs are going to get absolutely demolished. They're going to have a great time against Pittsburgh. But um, I think if we can come out heavy-handed and show the league that we can beat Pittsburgh right off the bat, then I think it's going to set a good tone. So I'm not saying it's easy. It's not going to be an easy game, but I, I definitely think we can beat Pittsburgh again. This is actually, I think, going to be an opportunity for our running backs, and here's the reason I say that. Pittsburgh might have currently the best defensive player in the NFL in T.J. Watt. Because I think at this point, with the J.J.'s injuries having caught up to, him, to the point that J.J.'s injuries have, T.J. has surpassed his brother. The problem is... TJ no longer has Bud Dupree beside him. Yeah, and as true. we talked about last, as we talked about Bud Dupree's now in Tennessee, as we talked about last year on the show, TJ Watt's numbers went down when Dupree got hurt. Can I add a minor caveat, and then I will head back out. <laughs> TJ Watt uh, stormed into our Rudy II's office and said the words, "We've got a deal." 
80 million guaranteed, four years, $112 million contract. I know. I'm not. I, I was just feeling that's going to just be in mind. And with I, that, I'm out. I, I won't deny the fact that he, I, I do appreciate the hit and run there. It was well done. Um, I, 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 I like the idea behind the fact that Watt just signed the new contract. But now the pressure is going to be on Watt to live up to it, especially against, as we talked about, a subpar Buffalo running game. I like Devin's. I like Devin Singletary. We've seen the improvements in his body in his body over the course of this offseason. The question is: is will that new physique translate to the football field? Will Zach Moss be able to live up to the hype of the third round pick that we spent on him last year? Will there be somebody else in that backfield that steps up and makes a statement for the Bills in their running game this year? Because, like I said, when we were talking about it during the offseason preview, I really wanted Chris Carson when that was a possibility. Yeah. Because I thought Carson would have been a perfect fit for our offense. And then I really wanted Travis Etienne as well because I thought Etienne's straightforward style would have been a good fit for Buffalo as well. Obviously, obviously Etienne has his own issues this season. Apologies, Eric. I know it's a sore spot. You'll have Etienne back with Trevor next year, we promise. But if there is one place that the Bills' offense is deficient, it is at running back. And the pressure is now on Singletary and Moss to step up and show that they can, if not necessarily carry games on the ground, that they can at least hold their own enough to keep defenses from dropping everybody back into coverage to prevent Allen. I think they can hold, I think they can hold their own. I don't think they're going to have, obviously, any close of a blowout game. I don't, they're not going to get yards on yards. It's not going to happen. But I think they can hold their own enough. But what's going to happen is, is I think there's going to be a lot, and he can handle it, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on Allen in our mm-hmm. lives. And it's just, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I do. Um, they're, usually I, low, they're usually low-scoring games. Last year in Buffalo, it was 26-15. And, but I think our defense has the improved. Well, did you see our? I can't. The I can't name. I can't say his name. Lololody, Lily, him. He's out right now. But we have our. I think we have good secondary on defense as of now. But be, getting way too deep. But be, I. Oh, good. Real quick, just to that there. Uh, not relying on Star Lily is something we're used to. He opted out last season. Yeah. So like I said, I think we have a deep secondary as of now that can step in. But I think our defense can keep it together better than theirs will overall. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring dogfight of a game, but I think we're going to get it out on top. Uh, let's bring Eric back in here because I actually have somebody I want to talk to Eric about here is who I think could be the potential game-changer on defense here. You rang? And that would be the Buffalo Bills' first-round draft pick, former Miami Hurricane Gregory Russo. In his debut as an NFL player, he is the starter at defensive end. He's a bad bitch, man. You're welcome. It's a big dude. And it's going to be a case here. Pittsburgh has a revamped running game, and I'm not going to lie. Najee Harris scares the fuck out of me. Obviously, Kennedy familiar with Harris being a Bama back. However, I do think because Harris, you know who Harris reminds me of, and I hate to say the two the, the name again because I know me and Eric both don't appreciate it. Harris reminds me of a younger Derrick Henry. 
He's that dude that will embrace contact and run straight through you. I heard he said, you need to give everybody their rookie year. I really don't think you can bank on somebody like, I love Najee Harris. Well, I love him when he's a Bama fan. I think you need to give everybody a rookie year. I don't like saying this rookie is going to come out and kill it because you never fucking know. They, I, they need a year to adjust. And then their second year, I think so. So I think it's unfair to put so much pressure. And I get they're a professional now. Like, I understand. But I think it's so unfair to put this much pressure on Najee Harris because of how great he was. It's such a difference coming from college to the NFL. Do you think it was a mistake for Pittsburgh to let Connor walk? No. So Connor's great. Connor's great. But I don't think he was the perfect for Pittsburgh. He did good for them. I like Connor, but I think he can excel somewhere else. And if Najee Harris can take what he had in college and bring it over to Pittsburgh and continue to grow with that, Correct. I think he can be a great asset for Pittsburgh. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. Connor's now part of running back by committee in Arizona, correct? You're correct. Yes. Because I know I drafted Chase Edmonds in a couple of my leagues because I figured he would be the feature back in Arizona. But, yeah, so there you have it. There's pour one out for the homers. Every week we, we, we will discuss Miami Hurricanes football, Alabama Crimson Tide football, and then I get two in college because longtime listeners of the show know that I am both a diehard Florida Gator fan, and in college football I also support the Penn State Nittany Lions. College basketball I like the Kansas Jayhawks. But So we will talk college football for four teams, and then we'll talk NFL football for two teams. Eric will discuss the Jacksonville Jaguars every week. Myself and Kennedy will have our debates about the Buffalo Bills games going forward. And I suspect that those debates will intensify as the season goes on, especially going into weeks five and six, where we have that back-to-back national feature broadcasts against Tennessee and Kansas City. And beginning next week, you'll see all six scores on the ticker at the bottom. It'll make things easier for me, too. Yes. Rather than just punching the scores in as we discuss the game, you'll see a rolling scroll of all six scores from the, all of the games over the course of the weekend. And then uh, when one of the teams is on by, just put like by dot dot and then the team that's on the bye week. All right, so that'll wrap up Pour One Out for the Homers and take us to our final segment of the evening as it is now time for – are you serious? I, I really hate the fact that the Intero Bang is still a special character. Otherwise, that would have been perfect right there. So what? Intero Bang. Question mark with an exclamation point through it. A very hmm. emphatic question. Got yeah, it. Like that, except hybrid in one character. The Intero Bang. She's now Googling Intero Bang. She really look okay. It's out letter. Uh, although if she searches for Intero Banks, she's probably going to find things other than that that she's not going to want to see while we're on a podcast. Mute your phone. Yes, that's it. Yes, that is an Intero Bang. I've never seen that before. I hear they're exclusive to Oregon. <laughs> Hashtag callback. Just say it like a normal person. All right, let's get to re. Let's get to re series. You know what I like about having. You know what I like about having the video chat for this, Eric. About actually having the video version of it. You can see the look of sheer shock in my face when I say, "Are you serious?" Like the 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 one meme on Facebook where it's the guy just like looking at the dude sideways. 
All right, let's get to it. We'll start in college, and I will go first because I was the first one to announce my college pick, so, you know, fuck it. I don't think they win because the game is in Columbus. Oregon covers 14 and a half against Ohio State, though. And I said Oregon that time. Like a normal person. Kennedy? Team I don't that know. Is, team that is favored by at least seven that you think could be in trouble of losing. Go ahead and look through the schedule. For what? For just college. general this week? Yeah. Yeah. For week two of college football. Okay. So Kennedy's still learning the system. We'll have, we might have to bring her in for her predictions next week. Just, just go to Eric real quick. I'll, I'll just come yeah. back to me. Eric, team that is favored by at least seven that you think could be in trouble in college football this week. Are you serious? Mainly because, and this is right on the line, you know how I am about my rivalries. Well, I think I might know where you're going already. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know why. Okay, let me rephrase. I do exactly know why. People really don't want to say the name of this rivalry anymore. But here I am sitting on my couch, not giving a fuck. When you are in the state of Utah and you're college football. Ah, we're going to the Holy War. Holy War week is the one you circle on your calendar. And as much as I've said about Utah making noise in the Pac-12 South, Intriguing pick here. BYU, especially with their opening performance and the news that they're pretty much going to be rubber stamped into the Big 12, they're going to want to send a bigger message about why they went independent in the first place and why it would be a perfect fit and for them to get more exposure and more shot towards a national championship. Give me the Cougs. Plus seven. And especially since it's Holy War week, an outright win is not out of the question. Kennedy, do you have a college game that fits the line yet? Maybe. Go ahead and announce. Go ahead. I'm doing quick research as I'm I'm scrolling. Iowa Iowa State game looks like it's gonna be like let me find you the number. By seven. You said by seven, right? Yeah. Let, let me find it. Unfortunately, the... Iowa State is only favored by four and a half, so it is not eligible. Well. Yeah, I have Iowa State minus four and a half as well. Well, I am not um, in tune enough, I think, to play this part of the game. Um. Could I ask for a special executive producer exemption, Harry? Are you about there to, might are be you, an intriguing one that we could give her, so that way we get an idea. Are we about to offer her a game for college? Mm-hmm. And then we'll have her start picking games next week. Mm-hmm. I'll do more research on college before next week. Okay, so you see what's on my phone right here. You see I have the ESPN.com. ESPN.com yeah. open on my phone. You'll know on ESPN.com, right on the little corner thing underneath oh, the start time on the scoreboard, 
They have the lines listed there. Lines and totals. Um, the mobile version doesn't have the total. It just has the line. Oh, okay. I'll take that. We'll, we'll go. We'll go the Buffalo Nebraska game. Fuck okay. it. All right. So hold on. So you're taking Buffalo plus fourteen against Nebraska. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. We'll go Buffalo to be safe. That's actually that. That actually might not be a bad pick because Nebraska looked like shit against Illinois. They did bounce back the next week and pick up a victory. Eric, I'm out of curiosity. What was your uh, What was your gifted game that you were going to give her? Maybe Stanford USC. I know that would have been a little bit more of a risk, but at 17, you have much more of a safety net in terms of the line. This is true. If I were to give her a if I were to give her a play it safe game, I would argue. Hmm, I'm, I'm I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I would say Arkansas plus seven against Texas. That's another really? one that tempted that me personally. Say what, Kennedy? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That was almost my first pick when I was looking at them. I looked, I scrolled past that one, and I was like, mm, and then I switched to the Iowa. I almost picked the Arkansas game. I Arkansas Arkansas looked really good. Texas looked kind of lackluster in their season debut. But we have you officially down for the Buffalo and Nebraska game, which I don't think is a bad pick. Because if there's one thing longtime listeners of this show know, Eric, we are definitely all about the matching on this show. Not to mention I have a very personal history of why I'm against Nebraska. That was a very rough day. Time, time, time to be like Elsa and let it go. Yeah, but it's a combination of that with Scott Frost and the fact that my camera didn't work. That was 40 minutes of art just gone forever. All right, we move over. Are you writing these down in the document, by the way, Mr. Watkins? I can be. If you could, that would be greatly appreciated because I have the schedule pulled up on my phone. I can't pull up the document. We'll move over to the National Football League now. And the number for the NFL is three. So while Kennedy looks that up, as you get a much up close and personal look into her face as she leans into the camera, she is the prettier of the three of us. I try my best. Don't you roll your eyes at me, Watkins. No, not rolling my eyes. I'm thinking, should I really say that again? Or <laughs> should I just go ahead and let that one roll on by? This one doesn't give me a cheat sheet. Uh, NFL, it's just you just got to go to the NFL scoreboard, same way as the college scoreboard. It'll have the same information. ESPN.com backslash NFL backslash scoreboard. I was on schedule, not scores. All right. Uh, Mr. Remind me again real quick, Harry, which one was yours for college? Sorry. I took I took uh, Oregon plus 14 and a half against Ohio State. Okay. Boom. All right. All right. So while Kennedy looks for her pick, Eric, why don't I let you go first here? I, mm, mm, mm. Would you prefer that I go first? Because I have mine already picked. Yeah, you go first, because I'm torn between a couple actually really good ones. 
So everybody gave me shit about one of my divisional winners. I think the first statement gets made this week. Give me Philadelphia plus three and a half in Atlanta. That's actually, given the nature of Atlanta, that's not bad. You do realize that three and a half is basically home field. These teams are considered a push. Yeah, I'm looking in. That's actually a pretty prevalent line going to this one. I, ooh. Oh. Don't take mine. I feel like you're about to take mine. I feel like we no, just looked at the exact same no, thing. Kennedy, you go first because I have a backup one just in case. For long time, before we went to video, <laughs> long time listeners, <laughs> listeners specifically will know I am not going to put a good show. I'm not doing it. He has shed his imagery. <laughs> Eric, mind meld. I was literally about to say she won't pull a Besco. <laughs> mind meld. <laughs> We're on that wavelength. I'm telling you. All right, Kennedy, what you got? Uh, Packers. Thing. Well, Packers. Okay, let me scroll down oh. and check that out. Yeah, it's green. So, so you're taking New Orleans plus three and a half? Well, I guess she is on the LASIK Jameis train here and the Taysom Hill ass of gold. That thankfully that was actually not my intriguing pick. Because, like I said, I, I I'm just scrolling through it. I see every. I'm looking at the scores. I think Green Bay's going to Eric, Eric, I had a second pick as well. I'd be curious to see if you touch this game. Honestly, with this one, I was looking and I had an idea going back up because it was a divisional game and i thought okay not mine maybe but the one i'm leaning is a little bit bigger of a line plus for personal fantasy implications this would help me out too and going with my mantra of you guessed it fuck robert taylor <laughs> <laughs> not my pick but i did look at that game a couple of times Cleveland plus five and a half against Kansas City. Gimme, gimme. Can we talk about how it says the the, the Denver? We, that looks not right to me. Den, Denver being a three point favorite against the uh, Giants. That's less than home field. Wait, they're a three point favorite on the road against the Giants. You're what? correct. Three point favorite at MetLife. Vegas does not have faith in Danny Luce change, and okay. they're taking everything with Saquon Barkley. Very yeah. See, I think this is I think this is hedging their bets with Saquon, like a lot of us did with Dak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will Barkley be back to the Saquon Barkley we knew at Penn State? Uh, my secondary pick would have been Indianapolis plus three against Seattle. Which I, I kind of get that, and even at the same time, that's with Wentz most likely starting. Wentz has officially been cleared for week one. He is a starter. That's going to be interesting to see how that line moves between now and Sunday morning. So do you now, get the other one? I was tempted to go Dolphins plus three, but again, the juicier fruit was laying right there. So now you get how Are You Serious works. Plus seven for college, plus three for the NFL. As the season progresses, the lines usually go up. 
you have to pick, like, I think we move it to 10 in college and five in the NFL. If there, if there are enough games that meet that criteria for us to do so. College isn't usually a problem. The NFL can be, depending on how Vegas leads. I'm sure we'll have to explain this to me a few times during the season. Vegas loves some key numbers. But remember, folks, just be sure, 21 and up, please, for the love of God, or whatever you believe in, gamble responsibly. And... The hashtag bet on Bovada, Bovada.lv. You get even specials if you go ahead and fund your account in Bitcoin. Eric is still shooting for that sponsorship, Kennedy, in case you didn't know. He really wants that Bovada sponsorship. Yeah. Bovada has been very good to me these past few weeks in some uh, Aussie rules bets that I have. So <laughs> I got to show them love. I appreciate the fact that he put up the scroll. All right. Um, I might have to toss you a few ducats to play some bets for me because, unfortunately, Ohio hasn't gotten its head out of its ass and allowed me to do that yet. Now the, well, the one reason why I like Florida, since the app is not based in Florida, <laughs> let me know. I'll hook you up. You have been listening to the season premiere of The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Eric, guess what? Spotify is here. And you can see as we exit, Eric is putting up, uh, I think it's Ed Ken's. No, Ed's Ken. Or Ken Ed, depending on what platform. Um, One of the two. Twitter. But! Where can people find you elsewhere online, Kennedy? Uh, Usually TikTok at Ken underscore Ed. Eric, where can people find you online besides the Twitter handle in front of us? Well, you can find me with all the other shows here, the W2M Network. You can also look me up on Facebook as well. If you don't want to deal with me live tweeting... Oh, World Cup qualifiers or Aussie rules football. Eric Watkins, guy, wine, recliner, you know the deal by now. And if you happen to go to this Twitter handle that you see on your screen, undergo the proper and thorough vetting process. You will gain access to my dark Twitter, Snapchat, Telegram, Fansly. I'm back on kick. A few other different uh, programs of that ilk. And as always... This blog brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC. Tax consulting services available. Notary public and wedding officiating services available in the state of Florida. If you're looking for me, that is basically your handle for everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, formerly Snapchat. I still have it. It wasn't deleted. The app was just removed from my phone for spacing reasons, which means technically I could probably download it on my computer. However, all of this applies unless you're trying to get a hold of me at 1 o'clock on Sunday, in which case me and my friend are going to be a little bit busy. We have a football game. But there's one last thing that we have to add to this now. Sorry, I was slightly distracted. I don't know why. Um, Good news, everyone. 
The W2M Network is officially on Discord. Search for us. We've got their ch channels getting set up. You can interact with all of us on the kickoff, Rattle Broadcasting, all the other shows. Sit, hang, chill. We're going to have voice channels and everything set up because we are ones with the people. Sure. Because we're moving on up, moving on up to the east side. Okay, I think that's about all of that I could use. <laughs> she is the locksmith, Kennedy Eddings. He is the executive producer, the DSDO, Eric Watkins. I am the voice of reason, allegedly. My name is Harry Broadhurst, and you have been listening to The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. Thanks for listening. Back on Wednesday next week, everybody. We'll see you for week two and the return of studs and duds. See ya. <laughs>